The Dragon's Child, A Story of Angel Island, by Lawrence Yeah. Chapter 10, San Francisco. Question, were you glad when the trip was over? Pop, I guess, but I was a little scared too, because of what could happen. Still, nothing beat that first sight of San Francisco. July 31st, 1922. One day led to another. I didn't like the smelly ship, and after a while I didn't enjoy the deck anymore. All I could do was sit on the hot metal. But the thing I hated the most was the studying. Still, bit by bit, I'd gotten less and less rattled. I usually had the answer right away. Most of the times I spoke clearly. However, I still stuttered at other times. That worried father as much as it did me. He didn't scold me anymore. He knew I was trying my best. Poor Ali, though, kept making mistakes. Father and I felt sorry for him, so we helped quiz him. After a while, I didn't need to look at his crib sheet to correct him. For the tenth time that afternoon, I told him, Excuse me, Ali, but it's a peach tree outside your bedroom window. Ali slapped his forehead and sighed sadly. You know my home better than I do, he said. However, he never frowned for long. He compared my height to his. Maybe you can pretend to be me, too. I just hope I can get in as me. I bit my lip. I'd almost managed to say the whole sentence without a mistake. What was going to happen with the Americans? Suddenly, Father held up a hand. Quiet, boy. Then he turned and said to the other men, Silence! Listen! From far away, I heard a bird calling. It was not a pretty sound at all. Instead, it was a high, shrill, demanding. However, the men grew excited. Ali could hear it too. It's a seagull! Workman leaned his head to the side. I hear another one. So did I. We're getting close to shore, Father explained. He looked happy. Even in China, I had never seen him this happy. Ah Lee swung his legs over the side of his bunk. He tried to wave his arms, but the aisles were too narrow, and he hit his the next bunk instead. Let's go on deck. Father and I got to our feet. All around me, other men were sliding from their bunk beds. Only Wartman stayed where he was. Ali poked his side. Aren't you coming? He asked. Wartman put his head in his hands. Once I'm in San Francisco, I'll have to work like a dog. I'm going to lie on my bunk for as long as I can. Besides, I've had a belly full of that awful city. We're better off without that sour man, 
Ali said. The hallway was crowded. Everybody was too excited to talk. All I could hear was the shuffling of many feet. It sounded like a giant centipede. A breeze brushed my cheeks as we climbed the stairs. It felt as cool and soft as a mother's hand. It's still so hot in the rest of the ship, I whispered to father. The heat must be trapped inside, father explained in a low voice. All around the ship, the waves rose and fell. The swells reminded me of the rolling hills at home. It was as if someone had copied them in green glass. And the open air was now so much cooler and drier than at home. My Western clothes did not stick to me as they had earlier in the voyage. Everyone was on one side of the ship trying to glimpse land. The sailors were also on deck looking for San Francisco. Father put me on his shoulders. I felt so tall that I was almost dizzy. On the horizon, I saw a dark smear. As the ship cut through the swells, the smear grew. It looked like a long golden worm now. However, the land looked so dead compared to home. I felt disappointed. Where's the grass? Where are the trees? I asked father. In China, it's the rainy season, father explained. But here, it's the dry season. His hand traced an invisible horizontal line. You're going to be seeing a whole new city. Sixteen years ago, that was before you were born, a lot of it fell down in an earthquake. And what that didn't destroy, a big, big fire did. My eyes widened. Now there was something else to be scared of. Were you in it? Father leaned on the railing. No, I was coming back from China, so I was still in the ship. We got tumbled all around that morning. But it was really strange when we sailed into the harbor. Everywhere there were ruins, and the smoke and dust were still in the air. It was the only time you didn't have trouble when you landed, Ali said. They hadn't brought in the duplicate records yet. Father agreed. But it took an act of heaven to make it easy for me. Maybe they'll lose our records this time too, I suggested hopefully. All these years I've prayed for money, Ali said. I should have really been praying for another earthquake. As we strained to catch our first sight of San Francisco, Ali began to talk about his home. He was so happy when he spoke about the houses and his friends and about his life here. When we entered the mouth of the bay, the ship rose and dropped abruptly. We just crossed the Golden Gate, Father said. The water was suddenly calmer here. The south, to the south, lay a big brick building that Father said was an American fort. Then we passed by an island Father called Alcatraz. Beyond it lay the real San Francisco. There were so many tall buildings. Father knew every one of them and had stories about them. The city looked so strange, and yet my family's roots ran deep here. 
I thought back to the Qing Ming when we had cleaned my grandparents' graves. The Americans thought that father and I were just like weeds. They wanted to rip us from the Golden Mountain. I wouldn't let that happen. <laughs>